Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey, hey, Waffle Gang, I do hope you're well. My name is Mark, and today we're checking out some relationship stories. And if you do love a relationship story, why not consider hitting a like, subscribe, maybe that notification bell too, and let's crack on with today's first story, which of course comes with an update. It's from overall lack 2179 who says, my family is blaming me for a fight after my half brother destroyed pictures of my mum. Throw away so I don't cause any more damage than I've already done. So a bit of backstory. I, 16 male, recently moved in with my dad, 47 male, after my mum died. Dad's never really been in my life and he and my mum were never married. He has a wife, S, 48 female, and two other kids, A, 14 female, and M, 18 male. So when I ended up moving in with my dad, it obviously caused a lot of issues with the rest of the family. Nobody wanted me there and basically gave me the cold shoulder. S, M, and A tend to talk with each other in French because they know I can't understand them. And my dad has tried to force an English-only rule in the house with little luck. For the first month, M just ignored me completely, even though he and I were forced to share a room since the house didn't have any space. I tried to be nice, but I just lost my mum and it hurts and it's been so much change so quickly. Two days ago though, I found postcards and pictures and letters from my mum ripped into a bunch of pieces and scattered all across my bed. I kept them in a box under my bed and M had been the only one in the house with me at the time, so I know he did it. I started yelling at him and we ended up verbally fighting right as S and A got back home. I can't remember what M said anymore because I was so mad that I wasn't thinking straight, but I remember hitting him. We both exchanged a couple of punches and I accidentally elbowed A in the nose while she and S were trying to separate us, so she was bleeding too. When my dad got home, we were all still yelling and S was trying to throw me out of the house. I couldn't stop crying because I just had my only actual photos of my mum ruined and I don't know if we can fix them. My dad tried to settle everyone down but didn't end up punishing M because there's no actual proof he did it. I got in trouble for throwing the first punch and S is still trying to convince my dad to send me somewhere else. Both A and M kept telling them that I ruined their family by coming here but I didn't really have a choice. I know I shouldn't have hit M but I was so mad and didn't think. I know I shouldn't have escalated anything, but am I really the one at fault here? I don't know how I'm supposed to live with M anymore. And there were some relevant comments which gave us some additional information from OP. So someone asked, had you met your dad before this? Had you met his family? And OP replied saying, it's been about two and a half months since mum died and it was really sudden. My mum and I were really close and I think I've seen my dad twice before I had to go live with him and not for almost a decade. Plus, from what I figured out, S knew about the affair but didn't know about me until my mum died. A and M 
didn't know about the affair at all. They're mad at me for existing, but they were also really upset with my dad, for good reason. Another commenter asks, can you stay with your mum's family? A family friend. To which OP replies saying, it's just my grandparents on my mum's side and they basically disowned her because my dad was married to his wife when my mum got pregnant. They are very religious and I haven't had any contact with them since I was born. They didn't even come to her funeral. Plus, I don't have any family on my mum's side that can take me in and my dad lives in a different country than my mum and I lived in before, so we're not close to anyone I used to know. And we have two updates from several months later, but to me, for the initial problem, you know, they're saying that there's no evidence, but someone needs to be held accountable for this, surely, because you two were the only ones in the house, so it's obvious it was that person, and you already know of the resentment that's going around. And this is just like such a sad situation and such an unhealthy way for OP to live. And it's, it's not fair on them. And as OP's parent, can't they step back and see this, how OP would be feeling? And while yes, I understand, you know, it's, it's a big change in his life as well, but he still needs to take responsibility here. So this comes from three months later saying, should I move out? How do I even ask? So I've posted about this in here before, but things have gotten worse and I feel like I don't know how to navigate it. It's been about six months since I, 16 male, had to move in with my dad, 47 male, and his family after my mum died and I still feel like his wife and my half-siblings despise me for being there. The issue of my mum's pictures getting destroyed turned what was already a shitty situation into something that is just killing me. I ended up sleeping on the couch for almost two months because I couldn't stand the sight of my half-brother, M, 18 male, after what he did to my stuff and started carrying a backpack around the house with anything personal that I'd brought from my mum's apartment whenever I went so nothing else could be damaged. M ended up apologizing to me but it seemed more of a show for my dad than an actual apology to me. My dad's wife, S, 48 female, and my half-sister, A, now 15 female, still barely acknowledge me and still almost exclusively use French in the house, which I'm only now starting to pick up words in conversation for. I've always felt like a stranger in this house, and while I understand why they don't want me around, I don't know what I can do to try and make things work. The worst of it came three weeks ago when I lost my keys to the house and got stuck out in the rain after I came home. I tried calling my dad, but he didn't pick up, and I rang the doorbell as many times as I could because I saw S's car outside the house, so I knew she was home. There isn't much close by us, so I couldn't walk anywhere to wait. By the time my dad got home an hour and a half later, I was soaked and cold, and when we got inside, S just said that she was on a call and couldn't hear the doorbell ringing. I couldn't talk to her and just went upstairs and cried in the bathroom before going to bed. My dad apologized later for not seeing my message sooner, but that's not really the issue here. I feel sick living here and can barely eat or sleep half the time. My grades are tanking and I don't feel like I can talk to anyone. I miss my mum and everyone is pretending like she never existed and I have to basically do the same thing so nobody at home gets mad at me. The main issue is a week ago, my dad's best friend and his husband, who I've met a couple of times and stayed with the first couple of nights after I reconnected with my dad, was trying to figure out how to bring me home. Heard about me locked out of the house and asked if I wanted to come stay with them for a while. I wanted to say yes so bad because anywhere has to be better than where I'm staying now. But I know it's going to cause issues with my dad because he ruined his entire relationship with his family to be able to bring me home so I wouldn't have to go into foster care and it's going to seem incredibly ungrateful. 
I know my dad's trying, he really is, but I don't know what I'm going to do if I have to keep living in this house until I turn 18. How do I broach the subject with him? Is trying to move out even worth it at this point or should I just toughen up and deal with it for the next year and a half? And we do have another update as well. Um, but Opie tells us in this one, you know, that his dad's trying his best. And, you know, I, I feel harsh for saying this, but it doesn't feel like it to me, you know, that Opie's have to sleep on the couch for two months, scared of walking around the house that he lives in, a house that he's feeling unwelcome by, his wife treating his son like shit. Surely there's more to be done here. And, and I wouldn't have blamed Opie for saying yes to dad's best friend and his husband. Because OP is right, you know, anywhere is better than where they're currently staying now. At least they'd be welcomed into a home. Sounds like they want them there. And there was a couple of relevant comments on this one which we'll cover. Someone asked, is your dad really just standing by and letting you take the heat for him? OP replies saying, there was definitely a lot of tension between my dad, A and S, but that seems to have mostly gone away after the first couple of months. M seems still pissed at him, but it kind of feels like they just turned all that anger on me. I've tried talking to my dad about it, at least a little, but there aren't a lot of times where it's just the two of us and I don't feel comfortable saying anything in front of everyone else. Nobody really does anything to me in front of my dad, except the language thing, which he does try and stop every time he catches it. But M and S just usually do things behind his back to hurt me. And I think my dad doesn't want to believe that his wife and kids are capable of treating me like that. Update nine days later. Should I move out? It's been about a week since I talked to my dad and I've had a couple of messages about an update so I figured I'd give one. For those who didn't see my original post, I-16 male had to move in with my dad, 47 male in this family, after my mum died and things have been extremely strained. The worst incidences being my half-brother ripping up pics of my mum and my dad's wife leaving me locked out of the house so I was given the offer to move out by my dad's friend and his husband, both 30s male. I followed a couple of people's suggestion and texted my dad's friend that I wanted to leave and they ended up suggesting we all go out to lunch. I think they both could tell how nervous I was around my dad and my dad's friend Jay ended up being the one to bring up the idea of me moving out. My dad seemed completely blindsided by it and asked why I wanted to move out. Jay and his husband B reminded him about everything that's been going on at home and I just kind of sat there. My dad seemed really upset and it made me feel terrible because I already felt guilty about leaving. But then he just asked if I really wanted to go. I said yes and he just immediately agreed. It kind of hit me that I wanted him to try and fight for me, to say sorry for everything that he's been letting happen and for my dad to try and keep me at home. But he just let me go like it was nothing. It's been hard after my mum died and my dad's the only family I've got left. So it really didn't make me feel any better about leaving even though I don't have to deal with my dad's family anymore. B took me back to their apartment while Jay went with my dad to get my stuff from the house and they had set up an extra room for me already. He apologized that they hadn't been able to do this sooner and they had hoped I would like living with them. Jay came back with all of my things and they kind of gave me time to decompress. I ended up sleeping for almost 16 hours because I was so exhausted. Over the last week, they've been really nice about making me feel at home and have talked to me about getting me into therapy to deal with losing my mum and everything that happened at my dad's house. They're also trying to figure out how to move me into a different school so I don't have to deal with my half-sister and everyone that knew my half-brother. It's the first time in months that I feel like I can actually breathe and I don't feel like I'm constantly on guard. 
My dad hasn't texted me much or reached out in the last week, so I don't know what's going to happen with him, but for now, I'm safe, I guess. So that's what happened so far. Thanks to everyone that gave me advice and wished me well. It's been really hard lately, and it made me feel less alone. Oh, bloody hell, this one is setting me off, as, it, as they usually do, you know? And the bit that really set me off is where you said you ended up sleeping for almost 16 hours because you were so exhausted. And I gotta say, I almost felt that release for you, everything built up being in this hostile home, grieving at the same time with your dad. And I'm sorry, it doesn't feel like he was doing enough for me. And I'm, and I'm not playing down. I know it's gonna be incredibly tough for OP because you know, they've just lost their father who thought that they was on their side, but then let him go that easily. Maybe it was for their own benefit. Well, we know it's probably going to be the, for the best in this situation, but still incredibly hard to deal with. But dad's best friend and his partner who's taken him in, amazing people, could see from the outside what was going on, offered him a place to stay, moving schools, therapy. Fantastic, I think. Not to say that OP doesn't have a hard journey ahead of them at all, because I'm sure they do, but... I think that's a positive in my books. Let me know your thoughts on this one in the comments below and let's move on to another story. My Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If Only in Theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Love OP. And our next story comes from a throwaway account who says, My 23 female love for my boyfriend, 27 male, blinded me. And now I'm realizing I may have been a side piece the whole time. It sounds incredibly stupid, I know. The entirety of the story is a bit convoluted, so please bear with me. I am a pretty late bloomer and have virtually no dating experience. I attribute it mostly to how I was raised. The circumstances surrounding how we got together seemed to align almost perfectly and I wasn't looking for a relationship at the time, but he showed genuine interest in me right away and everything seemed to be going well. He has never put me down, never made me feel self-conscious and, and always made sure I felt safe and comfortable and his focus would be 100% on me whenever we were together. He was by no means perfect, however. At times, he would be distant because of his work and it was never realistic from the beginning for us to see each other on his work days. Some days it was like radio silence and I would point that out to him. His immediate response would always be to apologize but then after a while, it would go back to the same silence. We have been together nine months now but throughout the nine months, I began to notice little things here and there when I would come over to his house. A female's name strewn about on his streaming platforms some women's clothing in a closet. At one point, I swear I saw a picture of someone in his wallet hidden behind his ID. I was a coward and I should have brought up this kind of stuff right away. 
Over time, he opened up about his past relationship and about other aspects of his life. But at times, I felt compelled to snoop around because I wanted answers and I am admittedly insecure. I know this is bad on my part. He told me his parents and sister used to live with him temporarily before they moved to a different state, which was true. So this could explain some of the things I noticed around his house. One night he really opened up to me about his ex. He told me she would freak out if she didn't get a reply in a few minutes. She would gaslight him, do things purposely to hurt him, send inappropriate pictures of herself to other people, the whole nine yards. He told me it took him a lot to admit those things to me because no man wants to admit he was in a toxic relationship and he actually broke down crying. I felt compelled to believe him at the time and still feel so to an extent. But I snooped around and found out that not only was she his ex, but she was his ex-fiance who lived in another country and couldn't travel to the US because of their COVID international travel restrictions. So it seemed all too convenient that while this person was in a whole different country, that he could have been doing God knows what with anyone here. And I think I may have been that person. Last month, the radio silence was getting pretty bad. I brought it up to him and he apologized saying that he got a new, more demanding position at work but more importantly that his parents were visiting him soon and he was busy prepping the house. But the day that they were supposed to arrive came and I didn't hear anything from him. All the while he began acting very suspicious. He started messaging me exclusively on a messaging app and not through normal text. We also share a smart bed that tracks biometrics and he said it to not collect information. Again, I snooped around and it turned out his parents were still in their state. So he lied to me about them coming over. I also found out he blocked my number. I called him out on this over the messaging app and he insisted to me that they were here. He insisted that he wanted to talk about this later because he was sick and not feeling well. Later that night, he sent a picture of a male friend at his house trying to prove to me that he wasn't cheating. He also told me that his situation was very complicated and that he should have dealt with it a long time ago. But in the meantime, I had to respect his privacy. A few days later, I called and he explained the situation to me. It turns out that the international travel restriction of his ex's country was recently lifted and she flew herself over and has been giving himself and his family problems ever since. I confirmed that the first part of his explanation was true, but I don't know whether she's actually harassing his family or not. I'm much more inclined to believe that her flying over was planned between both of them as his parents are still friends with her on social media. I don't know if she's actually his ex or if they're still together. I just feel so naive and so stupid that I let myself take all this emotional abuse the last two months or that I made myself gloss over things in the beginning because he seemed like such a great guy. And we do have an update to this post. And you know, there is some red flags going on here for sure and blatant lies going on from his part, which, you know, makes you worry about the whole trusting. If the trust isn't there, the relationship isn't going to work. It's simple as that, really. You're always going to be side-eyeing this person. Are they lying to me now? From my perspective anyway, I'd be certainly concerned about this person. But nine months together, I mean, it's not years and years, but still a lengthy amount of time to commit yourself to someone else, you know. And again, whilst yes, everyone should have their their own privacy, but when you realize it's affecting your partner in a negative way like this, and it seems shady, it's obviously seeming shady from his point of view as well, that he's having to prove himself. I think that's the time that you sit down and have an adult discussion about things. But clearly, we're going to find out about that in the update. But Glass Heart says, have you asked him face to face? Look him in the eyes and ask if he's only seeing you. His words won't give you the answer. His body language will. 
but honestly, from what you've already said, you know he's lying to you. It doesn't matter who or what he's hiding. He's okay with lying to you daily and continues to do so. Stop allowing him to string you along and move on from him. Block him. How he is treating you, that's not love. To which OP replies saying, I've not been able to see him face to face since his parents allegedly flew in because he told me he was feeling sick. I wanted to surprise him with some home cooking, so I came by to actually drop it off. I rang the doorbell and he never answered the front door, just called me through the app. And that's where we had our argument, where I called him out on all those things and he sent a picture of the friend later that night. Glass Heart replies saying, what was the reason for not answering the door? At this point, I wouldn't waste another second of your life even thinking of him. To which OP replies saying, his reason was that he was sick and his mum was quarantining the house. But at that point, I knew for certain his parents weren't even there. Holy moly, yeah. Let's just go straight to the update now to find out what happened next. So the update says, so I found out that his ex-fiance has not been giving him and his family problems, but rather that they spent the entirety of their month together as a couple. In fact, she's most likely still his fiance. On social media, she stated that she was happy that their chapter would finally begin after being on hold for two years. Based off her wording on her post, she was either referring to not being able to see him for two years because of her country's COVID international travel ban or that they were on a break for two years, but it seemed more like the former than the latter. She went back to her country this week and I believe they are planning to get married sooner rather than later. I shouldn't be shocked because there was just so much that pointed to this, but I am and it still hurts. Whether or not they actually were on a break before she flew in, they're definitely together now and he's talking to me like his unresolved situation with his ex is fixed now and we can be happy together. I feel I need to tell her that he's been playing us both, but as stated in my previous post, I come from a very strict religious family and my relationship with him has been a secret for the 10 months we've technically been together. I'm afraid he'll retaliate and essentially ruin my relationship with my parents by outing me. The only way I can message his partner is through social media, but I don't know how to go about it. A few hours after I discovered her post about them, she deleted the post and now it looks like there's no connection between her and him on their social media. I have a feeling he told her something about me that is false to make me look like the crazy one. How should I navigate this situation? My word. Firstly, Opie, I'm incredibly sorry you're having to deal with this situation. I, I kind of think you knew that was coming in some ways, but still got to be hard to deal with. And from his perspective, you know, whenever we cover these stories, we try to get in people's shoes and think what they're thinking. And just how can someone be so cold to play two people along like this, assuming that's what's going on here? I think it is, isn't it? It has to be. But what do you guys make of this situation? What would you advise to OP? Obviously, they need to look after their mental health as priority number one, but do they try and get in contact with this other person? Let me know your thoughts in the comments below. Now, a huge thank you from the bottom of my heart for getting involved in today's stories. Your love, support, and time always means the absolute world to me. Thank you so much for getting involved, and I will see you in the next one. Take care, guys. Much love. Wake up, get up, stretch my legs, eat some breakfast, milk and eggs, brush my teeth up, wash my face, throw my clothes on, start my day, wake up. I can smell the smoke from the bacon. Yum, yum, yum. Let's go. See the sun shining from the windows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I know that's a dead. Hold up. What was that? 
Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.